Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. Our discussion for today is as follows. Who benefits from the chaos in black America? The early release of former road cop Jason Van Dyke and the protests in Brazil against the killings of black people. Our first topic, who benefits from the chaos in black America? As I mentioned in my revised book, the only people that benefit from the chaos in black America are black politicians, gun dealers, drug dealers, liquor stores, funeral homes, and the prison pipeline industrial complex, just to name a few. Black America hate people like me who want to focus on solving the problems in our culture and in our community. This is why it's taken me 30 years to get my message out to the global African family because it's very hard for me to connect with other like-minded black people in America. We are few in numbers. It's easier to play the blame game. The The reality is black people are dying off in America. We're being killed by urban terrorists and also by road cops. That's what's happening. The reason why ADOS, which is American descendants of slavery, is attacking black immigrants from Africa and the Caribbean is because they are an easy target. Notice they are not attacking other immigrants, immigrant groups in America. At the end of the day, ADOS has no say as to who can enter the United States of America. Again, as I mentioned in my revised book, this is crabs in the barrel mentality. It's a metaphor used to describe the mentality and behaviors of individuals belonging to a particular culture who hold each other back from various opportunities for advancement. I am embarrassed about how black Americans have been marching and protesting for the past 53 years, begging the financial elites for freedom, justice, and equality since the civil rights era. These are the same people who have caused all of our social problems in America. And so with this organization that I present to um, the people that's online, the grassroots community activist movement, we want to encourage um, black people in the United States to get off of that hamster wheel. So we have um, a counter message to offer. What motivates Adolf to attack black immigrants? Adolf think if they separate themselves from black immigrants in America, that would make them more favor- favorable to the financial elites and they would grant them reparations. In, in other words, we have black people who only care about what the financial elites can give them rather than unifying with other black people to build up our community and build an alliance with the global African family. In contrast, the grassroots community activist movement has laid out our vision and plan in my revised book, but it's not on the bestsellers list. 
Why? Because many blacks in America just don't care about the collective. They have become Americanized. Quote, I got mine, you get yours. Unquote. Rukam is less about one individual. It's about connecting with other like-minded black people, African people, and others who are serious about building up our economic base, which is the black community. Black Americans have been taught to take abuse from the dominant society in order to be treated equal and get recognized from white America. Remember, John Lewis, good trouble. Rakai of Chicago will educate our members and encourage them to reconsider leaving America, American urban war zones and relocate to our properties in Africa and in the Caribbean. We will practice group economics in order to get our paper up. Then we can do all the things which I've written and have been talking about for the past 30 years. Our first priority is self-preservation. The sad thing is many black immigrants who come to America end up abandoning their culture and their children who watch black American culture and the media end up imitating the culture. This is why getting our film fully funded and made will offer a counter view of the stereotype of black culture by mainstream media. If adults was legitimate, then they would embrace their African roots. The reparation movement Adolf was talking about was based on American slavery. European colonized and enslaved our ancestors. They owe us a blood debt. Our struggle has been co-opted by such groups as Black Lives Matter. The CEO raised $90 million, but none of that money went to local chapters. They got all that money. And I talk about that, um, you can find more information about that under uh, on my medium transcript under Show and Prove. ADOS want to want a check, but at the same time they don't want to be Africans. Our black politicians are in the pockets of the financial elites. They are out of touch with the black community. They are Democrat first and only care about getting the bag for themselves and their families. It's foolish for black people to continue voting for a political party. We help get into office only for them to turn around and give resources, executive orders, and Pacific hate crime bills to other groups, but nothing for black people, who is supposed to be the base of, the, of that party. On the other hand, there are so many black people who don't want to improve reject education, and don't want to build anything. Um, th again, this is why it's taking me so doggone long to get this organization popping in Chicago, because those among us who are fully um, Willie Lynch and full of self-hatred don't want anything better for themselves, nor anything, um, no, for, um, nor do they think that we deserve anything either. The Cairo Chicago is about building a better life for ourselves, our children, and the community. Rukam will take the lead in improving our community if given a chance. If we get our support 
from the black grassroots, the global black African family, and others who want to be a part of this new 21st century organization, then we can um, go ahead and move from behind this computer. But this is the only reason why I'm, I'm here, but I want to make sure that I use my time effectively and use this technology wisely to spread my information and um, trying to um, raise capital, like I say, for this film project, so that way people can take our cause serious. Black America does not have an infrastructure in place to create employment for our youth. This is why our, our youth is getting caught up in the system because they want fast money and a fast lifestyle. I used to talk about this years ago when I did street ministry. I looked at black, at black people like May, Mayard Jackson, who had a vision for Atlanta, and he was able to turn around that, um, that city. It's my hope that our film project would be a hit just like Black Panther, and that we can turn Chicago around, as well as turn around Africa, the Caribbeans, and Brazil. Please tell us your thoughts about this topic. Leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. Most of all, share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our second topic, early release of former World Cup Jason Van Dyke. Jason Van Dyke, early released from prison, only served half of his sentence for killing Laquan McDonald. Six years after Laquan McDonald was shot 16 times by former road cop Jason Van Dyke um, in, the, in, in his back as he was walking away. Um, McDonald's family and local activists are still seeking accountability for McDonald's murder, and the family is seeking federal charges. Jason Van Dyke was released from state prison three, three years earlier due to good behavior. He was convicted in 2018 for second-degree murder and 16 counts of aggravated battery, one for each bullet he fired at McDonald. Judge Vincent Gans sentenced the former police officer to 81 months in prison. A year after the shooting, the video was released after a court order. The video showed McDonald walking in the middle of the street carrying a knife when Jason Van Dyke pulled up and fired 16 times at McDonald. Justice have not been served from, from the get-go. Black people keep asking for justice because the financial elites control the system. We don't. Black people have to understand the type of system we are living under. All they have to do is read my revised book to better understand what's going on and the system that we live under. Another high-profile case of a road cop killing a young unarmed black man, um, ex-cop Kim Potter, sentenced to only two years for killing Deontay Wright. On April 11, 2021, 
Deontay Wright, a 20-year-old black man, was fatally shot by road cop Kimberly Potter during a traffic stop and attempted arrest for an outstanding warrant in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. After a brief struggle with officers, Potter shot Wright in the chest once at close range. He then drove off a short distance, but his vehicle collided with another and hit a concrete barrier. Potter said she meant to use her taser just before shooting her gun. The shooting sparked protests in Brooklyn Center and renewed ongoing demonstration against police shootings in the um, Minneapolis, St. Paul um, area, leading to wide citywide and regional curfews. Demonstrations took place over several days and spread to cities across the United States. Two days after the incident, Potter and Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gangan resigned from their positions. Potter was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and second-degree manslaughter on December 23, 2021, at a jury trial. On February 18, 2022, she was sentenced to two years in prison with credit for time served. The event led to several police reforms in Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis. Judge Regina Chu faced criticism for becoming visually emotional and requesting sympathy. Uh, empathy for the convicted Kimberly Potter. What about the victim's family? Where is the empathy for them? In contrast, Wanzella from the African Diaspora News Channel reported on a soccer player, um, Kurt, can't pronounce that last name, but I do the best I can. It's spelled Z-O-U-M-A getting fired two weeks salary by his team. He lost his sponsorship deal with Adidas and may be sentenced to jail in France for a video showing him kicking his cat. Um, And now you see how, you know, that's how these financial elites roll. And this is what black people have to understand. Yes, they can abuse animals, you know, they come to, um, the Europeans go to um, different places in Africa, let's say um, Kenya or South Africa, you know, to, you know, hunt animals for sport. Now that's wrong. But yet, you know, this football player, I know that's wrong about, you know, animal abuse and everything, but I don't think the guy should have to go to jail. He could be at least sentenced a fine, you know. But, um... That's just ideas, you know, a lot of these financial elites, they put animals over, you know, I would say um, black people's, uh, what we go through in terms of, you know, like these killings by rogue cops, you know, they get just like a little slap on the wrist. And that's not cool. But again, you know, black people 
and African people, we need to work together. Otherwise, these other groups are going to continually um, just have their way with us, you know, just treat us, you know, like fourth and fifth class citizens. And that's not cool. But the reason why all of this mess is happening, because we don't, as black people, know how to really work together. And so I want to open up myself and reach out to other like-minded black people, first of all, in the United States and for my international friends from around the world. But uh, it starts right here at home, and for me, that is Chicago. That's why it's so important to me to get this organization popping here first. So that way, um, I, I, you know, people don't just have to see this organization just trying to be like other organizations. They just talk a lot of, you know, feel-good stuff and it being all emotional. But with in this organization, we want to um, put our ideas into action, starting at the grassroots level. Um, please tell us your thoughts about the topic. Leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. Most of all, share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our third topic, the protests in Brazil against the killing of black people. I came across a YouTube video from the African Diaspora News Channel that reported on the protests in Brazil after a Congolese refugee was killed by his employers. And he was killed because he was just asking for, you know, his paycheck. You know, he worked hard and stuff for it, you know, and um, they have it on video. And so I encourage my listeners to, um, you know, pull up my um, medium transcript. And then, you know, you, you know, you scroll down to where it says show and prove. And, you know, you can look at those video clips that I uh, provide. Because, again, you know, I want to let people know that. I back up, I come with receipts, so I'm not just sitting up here, you know, just talking. But I just want our people to understand, you know, what's going on out here and how it, and why it's important that we get this film project, you know, um, fully funded and made so that way the proceeds from the um, film will put me in a better position financially so I can do all those things that I keep talking about. For some people, you know, I mean, that's in our racial group, you know, I have a whole lot of haters. And so they prefer that this uh, vision does not manifest. And it's not hurting me, it's hurting our children. Because I want this organization to be passed down to our next generation. I'm trying to build something. I'm not just on here, you know, um, just to be on online for attention. Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos is um, it's not popular. These are, like I say, these are controversial issues, but somebody has to do it. Uh, I don't like um, being overlooked and all that stuff. I want this thing to be a successful business. And um, I'm just doing the best that I can. So I'm trying to use this technology wisely. To I'm using my online talk show 
to promote my um, film project, to promote my revised book, to promote my our virtual store. All those things. Trying to do something so we can move this thing to the next level. And most of all, I'm reaching out to my um, group members that's claiming to be part of the grassroots community activist movement. I can't do everything. It takes a team to make a dream work. So, um, with that being said, um, I would open up the phone lines. But like I say, um, yeah, I wait around for 15 minutes. If I don't have any callers, you know, at least I tried. But still, I encourage my group members and my listeners to please leave comments in the comment section on my um, YouTube um, channel or YouTube page. And also leave um, a comment on my Facebook page about the topic. And share this information. Please share it so that way that's going to help get the ball rolling. Thank you. Peace and blessings. And that's going to conclude um, this show for um, today. Um, like I say, if I'm going to wait around for about 15 minutes. If I don't have any callers by then, then, you know, I, it's still not a done deal. Um, again, you can still leave your comments. So that way people can, um, you know, see that, you know, the ball is rolling, that this thing is, you know, starting to take off slowly but surely. And our goal is to eventually um, move this, my online talk show from um, just on Facebook to YouTube Live. But I want to make sure that I have my, um, my contributors, you know, in place. So if you want to be a contributor to the grassroots community activist movement, then, you know, hit me up. Send me a message through uh, my Facebook inbox so you can come on here. But again, um, I want us to talk about these issues and then we're going to um, open up the phone lines. We're going to do the Q&A, uh, but it would be like through chat, but hopefully I could be able to send um like a link where people can, you know, um, click on that link and they can come on the show and voice their opinions and all that good stuff. This is where we have, this is where I'm at right now. This is what I have to do until we get this um, film project fully funded and made. Then um, you're going to actually see me in person as well as um, my staff because we're going to make our presence known in Chicago as well as, like I say, on the African continent. Anger Cam is going to be a great business. We're going to turn Gracam into Gracai. That's the whole purpose of all of this. Gracam is cool. You know, it started online, but we want to move from behind the computer. We're not trying to cower behind the computer. But also, you know, look, you know, we under uh, COVID-19, so, you know, I have to, you know, we have to play it safe, so to speak, because COVID is real. You know, a lot of people are expiring. So, and this is a rough time to try to do a film, but hey, I mean, we can't live under a rock. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to, 
you know, follow the CDC um, protocols and stuff like that to keep it safe. But um, we refuse to hide behind a, a computer. And again, this is a 21st century um, organization to help solve black issues, solve African issues, solve Caribbean issues, solve Brazilian issues. I'm ready for this. I've been ready. I'm 30 years behind um, schedule, but again, it's better late than never. With that being said, phone lines are now open. 